and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings, with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. This is the show where every week we take take an old maxim, proverb, or saying and break it down to see what uh, ancient wisdom we can glean from it. I am your host, uh, Patrick, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew. Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. Um, we've got a got an interesting one this week. Uh, this is, uh, I feel like some of our, some of the proverbs that we've done in the past have been a little more esoteric, a little less well-known. This is one that probably everyone's heard, I would imagine. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, pretty, pretty common one. It has some common variations too. Uh, do you want me to, do you want me to launch into it? Yeah, give it to us. All right. So this week we're, we're covering uh, barking dogs seldom bite. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so uh, an English proverb from uh, what I find the, the earliest uh, recording, you know, re- recorded version of this is 1719 in a what appears to be a, a French English dictionary. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been around. I think it's been around a long time anyway. It's it gets used in various various ways. I found one one mentioning. Um, Chairman Mao in China, using the phrase "paper tiger" to mm-hmm. have a similar a similar meaning. Um, yeah, so that that's uh, that's what we have. So, kind of the idea that um, if a if a dog's barking, it's it's not biting you, right? If a, yeah, and and sometimes if it's if it's barking, it's not going to bite you, but. Yeah, and uh, that's interesting about the about the Chinese saying because it seems like this saying has various iterations and kind of cross culturally, right? Even though they're not yeah. exactly the same, maybe a lot of cultures have some sort of version of this. So this is kind of a common thing throughout all all uh, various different human cultures throughout humanity. Is there's this concept that people have seen over and over? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Um, and so this is one that we've seen, uh, we've seen several before that have are related in some way to livestock or the animal kingdom or something. So yeah, we, we it comes up a lot where people it seems like a long time ago, more specifically, they drew wisdom from observing the natural world, right? Yeah, that that's definitely the case. You're, you're either, you know, far enough back that you're out dealing with animals in the wild, you mm-hmm. know, that's pretty far back, but, and then you've got, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, domestication, you're dealing with animals all day at your house and, and you don't have a lot of, a lot to do you're, during the day. You watch, uh, watch the animals during night, you watch the stars. And that's kind of, that's kind of what you have to, <laughs> to entertain yeah. yourself with. Oh man, um, take me back. That yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, they but uh, pay a lot to do that these days. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, um, we've uh, but we yeah we've spoken about about this before. How in modern society, 
um, maybe some of the reason we've lost a little bit of our ability to, to, to glean some of this wisdom is because of our detachment from the natural world. We're so isolated from the stars, from nature, from being outside, from observing animal behavior, which is, I would imagine, gone roughly unchanged for millennia, I would think. Yeah. I think I think that's why the the dog the dog uh, idioms and proverbs are are so interesting to me. Um, going back to like our first episode where we we're talking about the the Kipling poem, you know, there's the the line about the dog returning to his vomit mm-hmm. from the Bible, um, and that's something that anyone with who owns a dog can relate to. Um, and so that's people have been observing that specific thing for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, and so this one too was very relatable to me. This could easily be thousands of years old because it's, it's behavior you notice. Like I'm usually out walking my dog every night. Um, and you know, every now and then you run into either you're walking by someone walking their dog or a dog in, in a yard or less frequently, thankfully just a dog out on the loose. And it is true, like the ones you can tell, the ones yapping a lot, the way they're yapping, they're not going to do anything. They're just going to, they might follow you a while and mm-hmm. yap. If you stop, they'll, they'll stop and run away. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you turn, then they'll, they'll keep following you and yapping. Um, there's kind of the asso- associated body language with, with it all. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you can tell some dogs that are barking on the other side of a fence you can tell that if they were got through that fence, they would not just be barking, right? They yeah. would, they'd keep coming at you and they would, they would cause some trouble. Um, but just, but you can tell. And so it's interesting that there's some kind of barking you can tell is, is the harmless posturing and then some's mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. And, uh, it's probably the case I would think since this one has stood the test of time and, and it's still in use today, uh, it, I, I would imagine that's probably because we still live with dogs and it's still one of the only types of animals that we still see on a daily basis. Lots of people have pet dogs. Um, whereas yeah. if it were a, a proverb about a cow or a pig or something, a sheep, uh, people just don't interact with them as much so they might not have, it might not be as relevant, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think anyone knows this. Like, even if you don't own a dog, you've seen this behavior before you've seen the little chihuahua yapping at you and you're like, what is this stupid little rat doing? You know? Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's just all bark. It's just barking and barking and, and it's not going to do anything. Um, but of course, uh, the, the point of this, of this proverb, this maxim is, is to draw comparisons to human behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, similar to, these dogs that yap and the ones that are the, the ones that bark the most uh, are typically the ones that they don't really have any, any, any meat behind them. They don't have any teeth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's kind of various degrees of separation from, from this, you know, dog barking behavior that we could take this in humans, like most directly, I think when we think, we can think in terms of aggression, like physical aggression mm-hmm. and, um, people who are all talk in, in a situation where there might be a fight. Um, this one I think comes up a lot in discourse about nations and, and war, you know, and, you know, lines in the sand or red lines, things like that, where, where there's that saber rattling about 
okay, if you do this, we're really going to, we're going to respond. We promise. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Uh, and usually think, thankfully it's, there's, there isn't follow up for, for a lot of stuff. Um, I think that's, that's what comes to my mind first when it comes to people, but yeah. there are, there, you know, it, it's more general behavior too. just being someone who's all talk about, about other things. Yeah, exactly. The the same thing for me. The first thing that came to mind was kind of a um, like combatives or, or or fighting context where the person who's the loudest is the one who's less likely to to throw a punch. But it it can be in completely other other realms as well. Um, uh, you know, I you notice people sometimes online who are talking about a various various things or um, the ones who post the most and talk so much about things are oftentimes the ones that don't really have much going on behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've followed some, some like uh, business pages or like entrepreneur pages. And sometimes, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You've always, you hear stories of these, these pages that are say, talking about grinding every day and working super hard and maybe their business is going nowhere. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's, it's important to understand that the ones who, who talk the most may not always be the ones who are, who are backing it up with action. Um, but sometimes, like you, like you mentioned, the dog behind the fence. Sometimes could they be? Perhaps. Yeah, and, and how do you? Sometimes it's hard to tell. It's hard yeah. to tell, especially if you're trying. If you're entering a new arena, um, I think for me, for example, um, I like to I like to write. I like to to dabble with writing fiction and stuff like that. And I'm not a published author or anything like that. Um, so. On the one hand, there's the there's the impulse to to you know read read about writing a lot, read different books about it rather than just doing it and being bad at it and just practicing. Yeah. Um, but also, like you know, not being a novice or being a novice, it's hard to tell sometimes who should I be listening to about this? Who is all bluster? Um, who is who has good advice? So there's, it's kind of the, the two sides of that. Um, the, the personal side of, am I, am I actually making progress with what I want to do? Or am I just kind of gathering equipment, you know, like yeah. starting a new sport, you're buying all the gear, but you're not actually out there doing it, things like that. Um, or, or is it, um, and then the other side, you know, who are, are the people you're listening to doing the same thing and they just are shameless about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Um, we've, we've kind of talked about this a little bit before where, um, you can just continue to bang your head against the wall, doing things, uh, not making any progress versus, uh, having your repetitions moving towards a goal or having slight showing slight improvement every time. Yeah. Uh, But, but yeah, this is an interesting one because I I do know of some exceptions. Uh, I have a, a cousin of mine who's a great businessman and part of his business is just being very present online. And mm-hmm. uh, so I talked about these entrepreneurs, but he's posting every day. I mean, every day he's posting a new like little reel or whatever they do. They do. And I know for a fact his business is killing it. So um, he's just very active in everything he does in his, yeah. in his business and his hard work and everything, but also talking to people about it, getting his name out there, uh, advertising for his business. So um, uh, like you mentioned, it can be hard to tell. What kind of barking is the kind of barking that's, that's harmless? And sometimes there's a bark yeah. that's like, no, man, that, that dog's got some teeth. That's, that's one that I want to, I want to be aware of. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So I'm not really sure exactly what the what the answer to that is, other than I've seen both sides. I've seen the yappy dogs, and I've seen some some that uh, um, that are a little bit more uh, real. Uh, I, you can kind of tell the difference. I, I can't put my finger on exactly how, but uh, sometimes you could. It seems like you can you can often spot a phony. Mm-hmm. Part of that's probably a problem that is is a newer one, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the kind of world we live in where we are in contact with more and more people every day, but they're not proximate to us. Like they're, they're new to us or at least, you know, the, our knowledge of them relationship with them is superficial. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you have the, uh, think, you know, if you lived in a small town back in the day, you have like the kind of the, the town braggart who is always coming up with the, the, the big fish stories, right? And you can, mm-hmm. everyone's like, you, you get a reputation, right? You get a reputation for just embellishing and, okay, that person's all talk. And so, um, but but a lot of that's lost in in our current interactions, even, even when we're approximate, because, I mean, my the town I live in isn't all that big, but it's pretty big, you know? It's sure. probably 100,000 people, who knows? Like you really can't keep tabs on that. Even going to the grocery store, you might not see those the same people twice in in a year. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe you just hear the barking, but you don't fall. You don't see enough of them just to know if they have a little bite to them or not. Yeah, it's an interesting so, point. So what's what you mentioned? Kind of a lot of times you can kind of just tell what yeah. what are cues for you in uh, in assessing that kind of thing in people. Um. Possibly kind of a, sh- a, a shift in demeanor or kind of a seriousness to the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a good example I can think of is my, uh, my jujitsu coach. He's a real young guy. He's the, the prof- they call him the professor. He's the, the black belt who teaches the classes. And mm-hmm. he's, he's a young guy. And it's, it's rare to see a guy this young with a black belt because it takes a long time to get a black belt in jujitsu. And so he's in his 20s. And that's pretty uncommon. And he's just yeah. this kind of skinny guy. He's got kind of long hair. And and he's and he, real young and, uh, and he's a nice guy, you know, you, you get along with him. He's totally friendly, whatever, but I've seen him a couple of times. If someone's doing something they shouldn't be doing, he'd be like, don't do that. And you're just like, Whoa, like, like mm-hmm. just, there was a shift and you're like, that's a guy you, 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 if, if he was out on the street, I'm hoping I would be switched on enough to know that guy isn't just a regular dude. Like you can, yeah. there's something to the way he just said that. You know, and yeah. he, he, he told me a story. He was like, cause he'd been a martial artist, obviously his whole life, his parents were, um, like ju- judo instructors. And, um, and he said in school, people would, you know, kids would be silly. Like they do, they'd push people around and put them in a headlock or do whatever. And he's like, a couple of times I had to be like, don't do that again. And people would be like, okay, <laughs> like, all right, I won't <laughs> do that again. Um, yeah. cause they could kind of, they could kind of see the the dog in him, you know, they could see the, in his eyes that, okay, this isn't just someone just yapping. This is someone saying, this is a line and that's where the line is. Don't cross it. And he's got a little bit of something to back it up. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question or not. Yeah, I I think so. I think that makes sense being, um, I mean, it still comes down to a little bit to, to reputation, but, um, kind of being judicious in, in how you present yourself and how you, express things as kind of how people will interpret what you do say when you say it. 
Yeah, I think judicious is a good way about it because um, it, the kind of people who who can do something, the guys who can fight, aren't the ones going around talking about it all the time. They say yeah. something in a, in a serious tone like that once in a while when it's necessary. So when it's when the saying says "barking dogs seldom bite," I think it's referring to the dogs that are out barking all the time. Right. Right. And they're, they're just yeah. yapping all day long. And it's the ones yeah. that, oh, I did this and, you know, I'm so tough and I'm so great and I'm so this and that and the other, blah, 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 are usually the ones that are, are, they're compensating for something. They're making up for maybe, maybe it's some kind of defense mechanism where they're trying to sh- outwardly show that they're, they have something because they, they know that they're lacking in that area. Yeah. Yeah. I think the aspect, the aspect of this saying that it's, um, that a dog that's barking all the time is too busy to bite right it's its mouth mm. is otherwise occupied yeah and that's kind of yeah if you're if you're occupied with telling everyone how great you are or what you're what so what you're doing so much like chances are that's how you're spending your time is really just talking about it rather than rather than doing oh man yeah that's a really good point because i think that's really relevant to a lot of people in kind of the social media age because mm-hmm. i can i can draw uh, some some parallels to that uh, to a lot of things, I think, because in this kind of culture where we document everything and everything's, you're taking a picture of everything you're posting on Instagram, you're talking about it on Facebook. Um, are we just barking to try to yeah. tell people how much fun we're having and how, how much, how happy we are yeah. rather than just turn the phone off and just have fun and, ha- and be happy. Yeah. Like, yeah, you see the, you see the stories about, you know, the most like Instagrammable hotels or, or tourist sites or restaurants. And that's, it's about going there so that you can take your picture, make your reel and not actually be there. (laughs) Yeah. Actually experience it. Yeah. I'm on like a social media fast right now. And it's, uh, it's, it's necessary to do that once Mm -hmm. in a while, I think, because it's, man, it's, you don't realize how often you pull your phone out. I took the apps off my phone and I will, I will still like have like oh, this yeah. Pavlovian response where I pull my phone out to look at it. And there's nothing to look at. And I'm like, Oh, what yeah. did, why did I just pull my phone out of my pocket? I'm like, man, do I do really do that? It's just like, you really kind of have to realize what this, you know, these, uh, these, these companies have done to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I'm I want to take just a, a complete detour here. Sure. I want to hear more about this, this fast. Yeah. What, uh, how long you've been doing this? What, how long are you going to do this? What's going on? This is a three month fast. Oh, wow three months cold Turkey. So, all right. So what, what, what's, what's all included? Um, so, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that is off the table. Um, I still have like my Facebook messenger. So if someone uh-huh. messages me, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, it's weird because I, um, I had to go through and message so many people. Hey, I'm not going to be on cause, cause I, I get bombarded all day long with people sent DMing me funny things or whatever. It's like right. so much of my life is wrapped up in it. It's weird. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the reason I'm, the, how I, how this got started was, um, when, you know, my wife and I, we make financial decisions together. Whenever there's a purchase, you know, we talk about it together. So it's 50, 50, mm-hmm. right? So when I want to buy something stupid and she doesn't want me to buy some, the stupid thing, sometimes we, I negotiate with her. I'm a salesman. This is what I do. Right. Right. And so <laughs> this, this is not the first social media fast I've been on. But the first one started with, I wanted to buy a new gun. I wanted to buy a firearm and it's guns are expensive. 
And she's like, don't you have enough? I'm like, no, 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 this, no, honey, you don't understand. This one's different. Yeah. I need this one. Yeah. And so, uh, she was like, all right, well, you know, I, this is how we came up with stay off social media for X many months. And then you can buy this thing that you want. And so, oh, okay. This is the same thing. Same thing. Anytime I want something and I know she's not going to go for it because I think it's too expensive or whatever, but like, all right, what if I just completely cold turkey stay off social media? And she loves it because I'm more present with the kids. I'm yeah. around. And so I was going to say, this is clearly, clearly uh, beneficial for her. So just are you in a better mood when you're, when you're off social media? Yeah. hundred percent. I'm in a better mood. I help out around more around with the, with the kids when there's something going on, I notice it so I can like, uh-huh. If there's about a fight brewing between some of the boys, I'll, I can like head it off before it turns into something where I would not have been paying attention if I had my nose on my phone. So we do this periodically. And okay, I still haven't figured out a good balance when mm-hmm. I'm off the fast. Because typically when I go off the fast, I just go right back to the way it was yeah. where I'm just glued to it all the time. And 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 then I go on another fast a few months later or, or you know six months or whatever. Right. And uh, so... Ideally, I'd like to find a balance where I don't have to go fast feast or famine every time, but I haven't I haven't struck that balance yet. Yeah. Okay. That's this is great. I'm I'm glad we went, we took this detour because uh, it's something for me to think about. We'll just have to not do it at the same time so we can keep running our our Twitter account for our <laughs> podcast here. Yeah. But uh... <laughs> there, I, there was an exception for business stuff, so I can get on there once in a while. But uh, <laughs> but it's tough because it's linked. You know, I can if I log in under mm-hmm. the business one, I can my personal one's right there, and I can start getting my DMs again, and then I'll get sucked back into the into the black hole. Yeah. But yeah, um, it, I don't even remember how we got started on that ta- tangent. But uh, yeah, social media uh, posting is the is the new barking. Is that what, it, yeah. what we're where we're going? With yeah, that? I think so. I think so. Like yeah. Doing posting instead of instead of living, right? Barking no. instead of biting. So. Yeah, yeah. Go bite life. Take a bite out of life. Yeah, that's <laughs> our tagline now. There you <laughs> <laughs> um, let Let's see. Uh, so to well, I guess to tie, I'll tie a little bit together what you were just talking about with your social media fast and 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 taking a bite out of life here. Yeah. Um, like, you know, there's the aspect of social media, the big, like a big part of it is comparing, you know, people get sucked into the idea of, you know, comparing their lives to other people's where it's, it's a curated vision of what people are doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you might, you're, you might see your old high school friend and all you ever see is, is trips that they're taking mm-hmm. because that's just what they're posting. The rest of their, their life is boring, just like yours, but you just see those highlights um, when you're stepping back and taking, taking a break, do you think there's like, how does, how does your view of the, the world change in that regard? Like in the, I don't know, the keeping up with the Joneses kind of idea or things like that. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess I, you know, maybe this sounds bad, but I, I care less. I care less about who's going on what vacation. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't care about my friends or my family, but it's like, it kind of becomes like, well, why is that any of my business? Like, good for them. I hope they had fun. Like, you know, yeah. it's, I'm, I don't feel like I'm missing out on not pretending to be on their vacation with them mm-hmm. or, or them, you know, me jealously scrolling and wishing I was, I was there with them or there instead of them or on an even better vacation that I could take pictures of and sh- show them. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I don't miss it. I, I really, that's the strange thing is 
um, most aspects of social media being off it, I don't miss it when I'm off. Yeah. The only thing that I, I, that keeps me from cutting it out completely is, uh, I've, I've connected, staying connected with people, staying connected with friends. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really found a great way to replace that. And I've yeah. even met people on social media. Like I've made good friends on social media. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if everyone that's, does that. I don't know if that's just a, a weird, you know, weird online person thing, but I have. I, th I think a lot of people do. Um, no, that's, that, that reminds me of something from, from my life where I, I, I was on Facebook many years ago and I just got sick of it and quit. Yeah. And I haven't been on it in a long time, but it's one thing that, that, uh, I think it bugs my wife sometimes because it is a good way to keep in touch with people. It's it's uh, hassle-free in a lot of ways where if you do want to check in on someone, you can do it easily without having to send them an email or call them or you know otherwise kind of dig up information. You can kind of lurk a little bit in someone's life and just, okay, that's what they're doing. But you know the, the, the coordination aspect, the checking in on people, she's like, well, well, I have to be on Facebook now because you're you're not. So because yeah. you got to keep tabs on on certain people, and they're only on Facebook. Um, I'm so. wondering if I'm wondering if that's a good thing to like lurk in people's lives and check up on them without checking up on them. Yeah, because they don't know you're doing it. I mean, maybe you throw a like their way or something, but um, maybe it'd be better if we thought about them more and sent them an email or called them up. Although yeah. it is hard to think about everybody. Sometimes someone calls, scrolls comes up in your feed and you're like, Oh, forgot about th this guy, you know, wonder mm -hmm. how's he doing? And you maybe check yeah. his page to see what he's, oh, he's, he's working here, living there or whatever. That's cool. So it is easy to, easier to, to stay connected that way. And I, yeah. I mean, there's, it, there's certainly some value to social media, but it's, it's morphed into something that's, uh, can be kind of dangerous. Yeah. And I think it, uh, it may all, it depends also on the, the type of person. Social media doesn't play super well with my brain. Like I, we're not, we don't get along super great. Uh, mm -hmm. it's either I'm, I go way in too far or then I, I jump out too much. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a difficult balance to strike. And, and, uh, it, if there was a way to stay connected with friends without all the other, without all the other stuff, I would take it. So yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, that'll, maybe that'll happen someday. Just got to work on that Christmas card list, you know, and, uh, yeah, that was how they did it back in the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to write usually a you have, letter there's, every year. There's usually like an aunt, an yeah. aunt who keeps tabs of everyone and, and, uh, spreads around the family news and stuff like that. Yeah. My uncle still sends out a, like a family email every Sunday, every week. Yeah. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. And he's on Facebook, but he never uses Facebook. He just sends out the family email. Oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, <laughs> so-and-so went to here and, and you know. And so he's kind of old school, but that, that's kind of cool. I like that. So what do you do? Um, cause I, I, I want to have some advice here cause I, I, I collect hobbies. So that's kind of my main hobby is collecting hobbies yeah. and not getting, not getting really into them. Um, and being, being somewhat superficial at sometimes. So what do you find motivates you to, um, to take that bite out of life and not just bark at it. Oh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm, uh, like, I guess you talk a lot about your like jujitsu training. That's one thing that's clearly important to you. Yeah. Um, what, what motivates you there? Um, that's a great question. 
it's, uh, I mean, the rankings and the achievements really help where you're, mm -hmm. you're getting a stripe on your belt or you're getting a new belt or you're, you learned a new move or there was a guy that when he came in, he was just beating you up something fierce every time. And now you're holding your own. And now maybe he subs you once in a while, but it's, he's really got to work for it to get it. Yeah. Um, and so that, that aspect of progress, um, jujitsu is a good one because I do it with my boys so I can watch them compete and, and grow and learn and go to these tournaments and, and, and do, do their best. And that's been really fun. And so, uh, I mean, I, I, I have a lot of hobbies as well. So I'm, I'm not the, <laughs> I, I mentioned the jujitsu probably more than others. Cause that's probably when I, when I do more, most regularly. Um, but, yeah. uh, cause it's like a multi times a week type of thing, but, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's easy in this day and age to, to, to take nibbles out of life rather than biting it and, uh, really going a uh, whole hog into something. But I mean, it's, it's really common in jujitsu for people to, to do it for a while and then drop out. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. the, the second belt in jujitsu is the blue belt. And it's, it's a, it's like a common recurring joke in jujitsu that you get your blue belt and you quit. Like, cause yeah. it happens so much people work and work and work and they get good through all the white belt stripes and they get to their blue belt and they stop coming. Cause they're like, dang, you know, it's hard work. It's really tough and going and continuing to grind. They're like, I'm not right. a white belt anymore. I'm, I'm, I, I've proven I have some basic proficiency in this and then they just stop coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, um, you know, how much of it is, you know, interaction with other people that keeps things going. Um, yeah, I mean, especially since you're doing it with your boys, uh, one, something that comes to mind for me is this podcast. You know, I've had a couple podcast ideas before this, um, that I've just never really got off the ground cause they were solo ideas. And even just, you know, being accountable to talk to you once a week and we text a couple times and like, that's just enough to like, okay, we keep this rolling. We're going to do this. And 100%, man, it's been exactly my my case as well. I've been, I'd been toying with this idea of this podcast for a couple of years and it wasn't until I found a partner, like you said, uh, accountability and, and scheduling and, um, yeah, having, having someone to, to keep you accountable is huge. Yeah. So maybe there's, there's something there. Um, if, you, right, if so... you find yourself barking at life too much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself a partner to <laughs> find a, find a friend to bark with. Yeah. Find a friend, a friend to bark with. Uh, so is there, uh, is there an inverse of this one that, that has, uh, taken root in society or is this one pretty, pretty well preserved? What do you think? Do people agree with this statement that barking dogs seldom bite? Um, that's a great one. Uh, if, if we continue with our little, um, analogy of the, the posting being the barking, I think, yeah, the society really does reward those who bark the bark the loudest, right? Yeah. It's the, the algorithm will reward those who post the most. Yeah. And, um, and so, and, and sometimes it's not even good. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's not even, it's not even good content. It's just frequent content. And it gets, yeah, it's the, the bark that gets the most attention too, right? That gets yeah. the most barks back at it. You know, the, the, uh, the stuff that, people post to rile up other people, uh, things like that. Uh, yeah. I've had posts like that before where my wife sees it. She's like, why did you post that? And I'm like, 
because I knew it would get get attention. <laughs> That's really the only reason she's like, is this like uplifting or helping or anything? I was like, no, it's not. No. It's just, I knew it would get somebody going. And, and sure enough, it got all sorts of engagement. And those were some of my best, you know, posts or tweets or whatever. And, and I'm like, okay, well, is this really the the best thing to do? I'm just I'm that that's barking into the void, right? And and yeah. seeing what kind of what kind of yapping I can get back. Yeah, that's um, I I I think that's absolutely true, especially since we're on the the theme of social media, like being. Um, I mean, there's there's some amount of doing you got to do to to have the the so called content, you know, to get the attention, but yep. it um, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be deep and it doesn't have to be a, a faithful representation of what you're doing, what your life is to get the attention. Um, but yeah, I think there's that, re- it does reward that sh- the superficial and the shallow. Yeah. I think there's sometimes with the, with everything online, there's a lack of authenticity sometimes, a uh, lack yeah. of realness. And, um, and some, some successful podcasters I've heard and, and content creators have, have given me the advice that, uh, the more authentic you are, the better you'll do. And, you know, yeah. people, people get to know you and they, and you don't try to hide the, hide the bad parts of, of you or your life or whatever. And you just kind of lay it out as it is. Um, and that's been true with me, even just like following some, uh, YouTubers as you get to know their life mm-hmm. and things about them, you kind of become more invested in them. And, and even though you can see the, the pros and cons and things that maybe they aren't good at. Yeah but that authenticity I think is, is important. So yeah, well, we're, we're about out of time this is an interesting, this conversation took an interesting track. We ended up (laughs) started with animals and then ended up with uh, why social media sucks, but uh, (laughs) yeah, it's recurring uh, theme. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, We'll have that a lot, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's important to be authentic. It's important to, to take, take that bite. Don't just bark. Um, Barking dogs seldom bite. That's the that's the saying. Any last uh, uh, well, last words for for us uh, from your end? You you got it. You nailed it. Okay. All right. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll uh, see you again uh, next week. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, uh, thanks again. There thanks are we'll only four things right. certain since social progress began: that the dog returns to his vomit, that the sow returns to her mark and the burnt fool bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copy will hit us, with terror and slaughter return.